Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Avenue Church. And we're starting a new series today called Distracted. Do me a favor. Turn your neighbor and ask them, are you distracted? You look nice today. Are you distracted? That's a nice blouse. Where did you get those shoes at? Oh, my goodness. Okay, 11 o'clock. All right, I hear you. And so we're starting a new series called Distracted. And I just want to be real with you this morning is that really God put this word in my heart during the 21-day fast way back in January. And when he dropped this word in my spirit, I just began to, uh, I began to be like a crock pot in my spirit. I wanted to get it out. I wanted to preach it. And God said, nope, you got to do this real fun series called Remix, right? Sex, Love, and Marriage. And then uh, maybe can I do it right before Mother's Day? And how many know I got distracted? I got sick, all right? It was like man sick, okay? It was the equivalent of child labor, okay? I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Calm down. Relax. But then Pastor Lindsay stepped up, preached a phenomenal message called Hunger, Hunger Strike. Then she did Mother's Day. And I'm excited now to finally start this series. Because how many know when God drops the word in your spirit, I don't normally go, God, what do they need to hear? I say, God, what do we need to hear together as a church? And way back in January, he said, distracted, distracted. And how many know when he drops a word in your spirit, you see it everywhere. It begins to drive you crazy. You begin to look at your own life and say, I am extremely distracted. I'm distracted by this and that, by the hustle and bustle of life. I can prove to you. How many of you jump in your car and immediately you reach for the radio or your phone? Anyone else here? How many jump in your car and you go, I need some noise. I need some Spotify. I need some Facebook, Instagram. How many pull it out right at the stoplight? Thank God. Scroll, 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 scroll. Green light. Why? Because we are distracted. Even during this message, every time at Avenue Church, I'll say, pull your phones out. Check in on Facebook. Instagram this thing right now. Tag me on Instagram at Jeremy Bosma, J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-O-S-M-A. Tag me on this thing. I'll share it. I love social media. For, for some of us in this room, the minute you check in on Facebook, I'm at the greatest church in the world. Then you see something right underneath and go, what's going on in their life? I didn't know that. I didn't say, and then you're just scrolling. And by the time you're done, you're like, oh, that was a, yeah, praise God. Save, redeem, child of God. <laughs> because we're distracted. But I know this, distraction has always been a part of the human condition. It's always been a part of the human condition that we're always Almost always within reach of something to fill our brains. But here's the problem. that Many of us in this room, you become anxious or afraid just thinking about your Monday. Thinking about what you got to do today. Thinking about the week that is ahead of you. Maybe you're like me and we don't even think. Come on, somebody. But maybe you got millions of places to go and a million things to do, but we are not fulfilling what God has called us to do. How many have been so busy, right? How are you? I'm so busy, right? You're so busy, but you're getting nothing done. Nothing is getting accomplished. And so this is kind of our theme verse. I have two for this series. The first one is John chapter 10, verse 10. It says this in NIV, the thief only comes. He comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come so you may have life. You may have it to the full. Another translation said you may have life to the fullest. How many want to have life to the fullest? But how many know there's a thief in your life? His name's the devil. He doesn't want you to have a full life. And so I'm going to change it up. If you're a theologian in here, I mean, don't, don't label me as a heretic. and don't, don't put me on Facebook and say this is totally a cult because they had a triangle on their logo. Calm down. 
But I want you to write this new scripture. John 10.10, 10, the Jeremy Bossman translation, all right? It says, the thief only comes to steal, to kill, and to distract. And to distract. How many know the devil doesn't need to destroy you if he can distract you? He doesn't need to destroy you if he can simply distract you. And this blew my mind. Here's the distraction definition. By definition, distraction is a pulling apart. A separating of a drawing, a drawing, separating a drawing of the mind into different directions. That's what distraction is all about. Your mind is going here and there. It's going every which way. And maybe in this room you're like, hey, hashtag hustle. Hey, hashtag I'm busy. I'm working on purpose. But how many know you cannot focus on everything and do it 100% well? Everything we're doing is just leftovers. Everything we're doing is just 10% at a time. And this blew my mind is that distraction originally came from a French term related to a cruel form of torture, that this medieval torture was set aside for the very worst offenders. That what they did back then in those days, they would take the offender and they would tie ropes on every limb and attach it to a horse. And so they would say, you know what, Paul! And the horses would begin to distract the, the body apart. And this gruesome picture behind me looks a lot like our lives. We're pulled this direction in this direction. And the thing is, is we've allowed things to tie us down. We've allowed things to keep us busy. How many know this is a good series today? Come on, somebody. We are distracted. We are, there's too many things we've allowed to pull at us every single hour, every single day, every single week. But maybe that was too gruesome for you. I saw some of your faces like, oh my gosh. I'm going to give you a little bit more modern day. Not quite 2000s, all right? But there's an old TV show called I Love Lucy. How many have seen that show, right? Lucy, I'm home, right? And there's a clip right now of Lucy and her friend. And they're working at a chocolate factory. And their job is to individually wrap each chocolate. If they fail, they get fired. And this, the, what happens is the conveyor belt goes faster and faster and faster. They're getting overwhelmed. They're eating it. They're shoving it in their skirts and their aprons. And for many of us, this is what your life looks like today. You're busy. It's going too fast. It's getting too crazy. And here's the thing. In a little bit, the supervisor comes up. They hide it all. They put it underneath. They eat something, put it in their hat. They hide all the chocolate. She comes out and goes, you guys did a great job. You know what? God sees that as well. And so they walk up and say, you're doing a great job. Make it faster. Promote them. Make them more. And the things we go is we become distracted. I believe with all my heart, this is like, <laughs> that's exactly what's going on in our life. We're doing too many things and we're being distracted. We are in an attention deficit culture. We're in an attention deficit culture. How many ADD kids does it take to change the light bulb? Hey, you want to go ride bikes? Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the pity clap. I appreciate that. But everything demands our immediate attention. That we're being pulled in so many different directions that we have no clarity. We have no attention. I want to ask you a question today. Begin to change your perspective. And here's my question. Do you have an attention deficit or do you have a severe case of modern life? 
Do you just have a severe case of modern life? The gadgets, the phones, the iPads, the TV, the Netflix, all these things that are at our fingertips. Now, if you're new here, I'm not an old school preacher, all right? I got the cool shoes on and I'm wearing black, okay? I love technology. I love Instagram. I love all those things. But sometimes we have to realize that we have a severe case of modern life. We're distracted, not living a life of purpose. And so I'm going to jump into our key, key scripture. And I believe God gave this to me in Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 through 9, then 18 through 23. And in this Bible story, you can get it out. Also, we have Bibles available for you as well. And this is Jesus, and, and he's, he's, he, you know, speak, he's, he was speaking to a large crowd, had to get in the boat because the crowd was so big. And then he began to tell a parable, which is a story. And this is what he said. He told them many things in parables. He told stories. And here's the story. He said, guys, listen. And he's telling the entire crowd. He said, crowd, listen. A farmer went out to sow his seed. A farmer went out to sow his seed. He scattered the seed, and some fell among the path. And the birds came up and ate it up. So the birds swooped down, grabbed the seeds. Some seeds fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. So it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched. And they withered because they had no root. How many know I can preach on that right now, but we're going to do that next week. Come on, somebody. The plants were scorched because they had no root. Other seeds fell amongst the thorns which grew up and choked the plant. Still other seeds fell on good soil. This is what Martin, we like, right? Come on, somebody. I'm good soil. Where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times what was sown. How many know you got to sow it in order to see 160 or 30? And Jesus said, whoever has the ears, let them hear. Like, woo, Jesus. He stepped away from the crowd. And I love this. The disciples are like, good word. Yeah. Right? He's like, seeds. Right? Seeds. Yeah. You didn't understand it? I'm so sorry. And then the disciples get alone with Jesus in verse 18. And they said, Jesus, I have no idea what you're talking about. Can you tell us what that means? How many of you, know, you walk away from church, right? Praise God, Lord. Right? You're like, what was he talking about? I have no idea. Same thing happened to the disciples. The disciples said, Jesus, what were you talking about? Jesus said, listen, listen, let me tell you what it is. Listen in private. He says, listen, this is what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom, it does not understand it. The evil one comes and snatches. Say snatches. He comes and snatches away what was sown in their hearts. He said the seed that was sown along the path, the, the seed along the path, the seed falling on the rocky ground, refers to someone who hears the word at once receives it with joy. Come on, that's awesome, that's amazing. But then it says that but since they have no root, since they have no application, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. So the seed falling amongst the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word, understands it. But this is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. According to the story, we're going to stay in distracted series for four weeks. Week one is going to be scorched. Say scorched. Week two is going to be, excuse me, week one is snatched. Oh, my, I messed it up. Come on, somebody. Snatched. Week two is scorched. Week three is choked. The enemy wants to choke away the seeds of purpose in your life. 
For the fourth week, it's sabotage. Maybe you're, I'm good soil. I've been doing things, everything well, but the enemy still wants to come in. If he can't distract you, then he's going to try to sabotage you. He's going to try to destroy you. But here's the main thought of the series. I need help with this this morning. Your life is too valuable. Your calling is too great. And your God is too good to be distracted by things that do not matter. I'm telling you, this is in my spirit for a long time. I freaked out last service because God is being able to bring us back to clarity. So the first one today is snatched. It's snatched. It's snatched. A farmer went out. He sowed his seed. As he was scattering the seed, someone fell along the path. And the birds came and ate it up. The birds came and snatched the seed up. Have you ever had a child snatch your phone right out of your hands to use it for a game? Come on, parents, help me out here, right? Have you ever had a child or maybe a good BFF snatch food out of your hand that you really, really wanted to eat? Can I get a witness, somebody? It begins to test your Christianity, doesn't it? Have you ever had a thought snatched from your mind where you're telling somebody a story? Okay, let me tell you a great story. I have purpose for this story. And as you're telling them the story, you hit a rabbit trail, right? You're like, squirrel. And you go on over here, and by the time you're done with that rabbit trail, you come back and go, what was I talking about? I don't know. Forget it. Have you ever had a godly thought? Maybe in the shower, in the car ride, maybe really quick in your prayer time, and God just drops a, a word in your spirit. You're like, "Woo, Jesus, that was awesome. But then you go to write it down, and the enemy snatches it from your mind. And you go, no, I forgot it. I forgot what God was saying. You know, I, carry a, I carry my phone on me all the time, and I have a, a note app on my phone. And anytime I get something like that, I'll stop everything and I'll try to write it down. But here's the thing I found. I'll, I'll, I'll beat the enemy. I got you, sucker. You didn't snatch it from my mind. Because if you write it on paper, he can't snatch it on paper. Am I right? But I'll write it in the, in the app. And I'll, my, but then my mind gets snatched from even remembering I have a note on the subject. Because the enemy, he wants to snatch it from us. He wants to snatch the seeds of purpose from your life. The Bible says the birds of the air came and snatched it. I'm going to put up a bird on the screen. There's a bird in our life that is snatching seeds of purpose from our life. How many know that? That's Twitter right there. Maybe your bird doesn't look like a bird. Maybe it looks like a camera. That's Instagram. It's snatching seeds of purpose from your life. Maybe it's called Snapchat. Maybe it's swipe right because God is reading your mail today. There's something that is snatching seeds of purpose from your life. The birds of the air came and begin to remove it from your life. Because the enemy doesn't need to destroy you if he can distract you. See, I've had a lot of young people at Avenue Church. We do a small group on Monday nights. We're done with our semester. We're about to do a summer semester together as a church with small groups. And we have some under 30s tell us, Pastor, I am so busy. Myself included, right? I mean, it's, we're so busy. Where's the time gone? Where did they go? We are so busy, yet I got nothing done. And so we challenged our under 30s. We said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to leave here today, and I want you for one week, write down what you do every hour. And so when an hour passes, you turn around, look at that hour, write it down. 
So they did that. They took a whole week, and they wrote down what they did every hour of every day. They came back and said, Pastor, I'm not that busy. They begin to realize the time they spent on Facebook, the time we spent on Netflix, the time we spent scrolling through Instagram, the time that we send on uh, social media, the time that we do, that we say, you know what, I'm realizing that I have a ton of time. But here's what's amazing. The enemy has a harder time snatching seeds of purpose if you're together in a group, if you're doing life together. And I'm going to encourage you today, we grow stronger together at Avenue Church through small groups. And so here's my little plug. You're proud of me, aren't you, right? Here's my little plug. There's small group leader training next Sunday. And hear me out for a minute. Maybe you're saying, I'm so busy. Well, listen to me. Your life is too valuable. Your calling is too great. Your God is too good for you to be doing things that do not make a difference. But this makes a difference. But here at Free Market Groups, if you like basketball, go do, lead that group. If you like fishing, come on, somebody, lead that group. If you like crocheting and knitting, arts and crafts, if you like shopping, make that a group. If you like diving into God's Word, make that a group. Please make that a group. And I encourage you, our summer semester is the shortest one. Our, typically, we go 11 to 12 weeks in the spring and the fall, but this summer it's only five weeks long. Come on, somebody. Five weeks long. It will take commitment, but I'm encouraging you. Will you lead a summer group? So text SUMMER to 702-727-8280. And here's what I want to say, church. Thank you that we're not a church with small groups. We are a church of small groups. As we grow bigger, we grow smaller through community and through groups. Why? Because the birds of the air, the enemy cannot snatch your purpose if you're with a group. If you're with a group. See, on average, we're on our phones for seven to eight hours per day. On average, we used to complain about how long it took to get a letter in the mail. Now we complain about our battery life on our phone. My stupid phone only lasts 18 hours. That's a long time. I want to encourage you today. We're snatched. We're snatched by social media. We're snatched by Netflix. We'll spend hours looking for something to watch without watching anything. How many of you know I'm talking about? When the, when the show ends, you go, man, I think I have another time for another season. Come on, somebody. G-O-H, G-O-T. I got time for G-O-T. Come on, somebody. I have to think about that one. Only the true fans know what I'm talking about, right? Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> but here's what the enemy really wants to do. He wants to snatch the message from your mind. He wants to pull your mind into different directions. That when you leave here today, you say, man, this message is on point. This message is exactly what I want to hear. You won't make it out those doors without being snatched. Without being snatched. You say, come on, Pastor, it's a great word. But then you'll get a text message. Pastor, it was a great word. And somebody's going to say something. Pastor, it's a great word. And you get out of our parking lot. Come on, somebody, right? You get that Las Vegas traffic. I don't even hear. I'll remember that word no more. But here's a challenge for you today. He doesn't want you to talk about the message and apply it. Did you know that a couple weeks ago, 26 people listened to the message and they applied the message to their life and they got water baptized at Avenue Church? That's amazing. That's incredible. You know what Pastor Lindsay preached at Mother's Day? Uh, dozens and dozens of hands went up and people accepted Jesus Christ on Mama Day. Why? They applied the message. So here's the challenge. That when you leave here today, put it on the screens if you have, when you leave here today, I want you to ask somebody, what do you feel that God is speaking today? What do you feel 
that God is speaking today. Because the thief does not want you to apply what you heard in this room today. He wants to snatch it from your mind. But listen to me, we're not just addicted to social media, Netflix, all those different things. I believe many of us in this room, we're, dis- we're addicted to distractions. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, you know what? I'm, I'm, I, I realize I'm addicted to anything that's going to take me away from life. So, Pastor, today I've decided I'm going to eliminate life. I'm going to eliminate drama from my life. I'm going to eliminate gossip. I'm going to eliminate drama. I'm going to eliminate maybe Facebook because you know what? There's a lot of gossip things right there. I'm going to eliminate all that from my life. But many of us will go through withdrawals because you'll miss the excitement. You'll miss the addiction from the distraction. I'm encouraging you, do not allow anything to distract you from what God is trying to do in you so he can do something through you because your life is too valuable, your calling is too great, and your God is too good for you to be distracted by things that do not matter. I'm fired today. Fired up. I'm not fired. I'll be here next Sunday. There's three things that distraction will do. Here's three things that distraction will do. Number one, it'll steal your time. It'll steal your time. I believe that time is our most precious commodity. That as a thief, Satan wants to steal your time. He wants to steal time away from God's word, steal time away from prayer, steal time away from church. Come on, pastor, I'm telling you, he wants to steal it and make you distracted. And listen to me, if he can steal your time, he can steal your focus. And if he can steal your focus, then he can steal your purpose. And here's the thing. A lot of us, we say, you know what, Pastor? I'm here to find my passion. You know, our vision at Avenue Church is to know God, to find freedom, to discover purpose so we can make a difference. But for so many of us, we're walking around going, I need to find out what I'm passionate about. I'm here to encourage you. If you find a passion, the enemy is going to do what I call divert parenting. If you have a son or a daughter or even a puppy, <laughs> you have divert parenting. And divert parenting is instead of the, you know, spanking them and putting them in timeout, you divert them away from the distraction. So if you have a toddler and the toddler wants to put their finger on the outlet, you distract away. Okay, let's go over here. If you have a dog and you want the dog to chew on the couch cushions or something like that, you get a toy and, the, and, and they believe a dog will attack anything that is more exciting than what they're currently interested in. And that's what the enemy does. Enemy says, that's your purpose over there. But this is more fun. This is passionate. And if you begin to, come on somebody, if you begin to be a chameleon instead of an original, your passion's only going to last as long as an Instagram story. I found my passion. And then 24 hours later, I'm not passionate about that. I need to find somebody else to tell me what I'm passionate about. But I'm here to tell you, we got it backwards. If you discover your purpose, then you're going to find your passion. Because God placed a purpose inside of you. He created you for good works beforehand. And if you discover your purpose, you're going to discover your passion. You're going to discover your passion. Here's the definition of attention. So for many of us, I believe this is the world teaches us. The world teaches us, you have a gift, but you know what? Your gift's connected to your passion. Yes, it is, but purpose comes first. Purpose comes first. And many times we say, I need to find something I'm passionate about so I can find my 
gift. Check out, here's the definition of attention. The stepping stone to wisdom, come on, to intimacy and to creativity. You know what creativity is? The amazing gifts that God has placed on the inside of you that's going to make a difference, that's going to change a city, change a family. It's going to change the world through Jesus Christ for God's praise and God's glory. But we have to fix our attention on the author and the perfecter of our faith. If you discover your purpose, you're going to discover your passion. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, Jesus gives your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Don't get worked up about the drama and the gossip. Don't get worked up about tomorrow. It may not happen. Mark chapter 4, verse 24 says, Then he, Jesus, said this, Pay close attention. Pay close attention to what you hear. Because the closer you listen, the more understanding you'll be given, and you'll receive even more. Pastor, what's more? Exceedingly and abundantly more that God has planned for your life more than you can comprehend more than you have planned for your life we're distracted we're distracted we're distracted you know they did a study and i love this they did a study of a thousand college students across many universities and they said we're about to do a study we want to see the effects of technology so in the study they said for 24 hours i want you to eliminate media TV, phones, iPads, computers. If you got a paper to do, you got to go to a place called library. It's a very special place where they have books. I want you to go there. And out of a thousand students, the majority dropped out after 30 minutes. 30, 30 minutes. And one student, he testified that, I, you know what? I quit the study because the silence and the feeling of loneliness. I didn't like the silence. I didn't like being alone. Listen to me, church. We're welcoming the distractions of life because we hate the silence. But it's in the silence where you receive clarity. It's in the silence where you say, I need to be still. And no, he is God. I'm not God. He is God. It's amazing how I find myself reaching for Facebook reaching for Instagram in my devotional time. I won't, I won't even finish the verse, right? God so loved us. What's going on over here? i got to figure this out. Hold on. I'm writing a message, right? Come on, somebody. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I need to check Instagram real quick. It's been 10 seconds. i got to make sure there's a new story. But here's something that's so practical for me to you in this room, for me and myself included. This might sound silly, but I want to encourage you. God is always talking. We're just not listening. And maybe that speaks to you today because you've been frustrated. You're saying, God, you're not speaking to me. God, I don't know what this is. I don't think you're talking anymore. And God is saying, you know what? I'm always listening. God is always there. Here's a quote. The quieter you become, the more you can hear. And trust me, I'm hard of hearing. I hate it with a silence. I'm like, test, test. Okay, good. I'm not totally, totally deaf. But the quieter you become, the more you can hear. So number one, he'll steal your time. But number two, he'll steal your identity. He'll steal your identity. See, at Avenue Church, we believe with all our heart that if you know who you are in Christ, then you'll know exactly what to do. But in Genesis chapter 3, there's Adam and Eve, and this is before sin. They used to walk with God, had intimacy with God. And in Genesis chapter 3, a serpent comes, and a serpent says, Eve, did, did God really say 
did he really want you to not eat from that tree? And she said, yes. He said, if I eat from it, I'll experience death. He said, no, 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 no. That's not the death he's talking about. But so he's lying. He's, he's, he's confusing her. And he said, you know what? If you eat from that tree, then your eyes will be open and you'll be just like God. The enemy will try to give you something you already have. Because the Bible says you are created in the image of God. You are not a duplicate. You're an original. So do not allow the enemy to kill, steal, and distract you from your purpose. From your time. And here's what's interesting. Is that the Bible says in Matthew chapter 12 verse 24 where Jesus casted out a demon. Healed a man. Did a miracle. The Pharisees around him said, you know what? He must work for Satan. He must be, oh, he must work for Satan because Satan is the prince of demons. You know, Satan knows that he's not even a kingdom, a king in his own king, kingdom, that only God is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, that he is high and lifted up in heaven. But here's the thing. He knows he's not a king. He never will be, but he knows he's a prince. So his job is to distract you by thinking you're the king in his kingdom. It's all about you. The church exists for you. Your place of employment exists for you. I'm here to tell you, do not allow the enemy to distract you because your life is too valuable. Your calling is too great. And your God is too good to be distracted by things that do not matter. Because if he can get you to think it's all about you, he wins. He wins. He wins. And number three, he wants to steal your purpose. But I want you to know this. Distractions don't always mean sin. See, Satan loves to distract churchgoers with a plethora of activities that produces little results in kingdom building. Let me tell you, as a pastor of Avenue Church, we're not going to keep you busy. But we're going to do things that have purpose. We're going to do things that make a difference in our city. We're going to do things such as community, doing life together, like small groups, our missions, Africa next year. We're going to do things that matter. But I want to encourage you today, if Satan can't make you bad, he'll just make you busy. If he can't get you to sin, he'll just make you busy. If I can't get him to fall and strike out, well, then I'll just make them worthless for the kingdom of heaven. I'm guilty of that. I become so busy, so distracted that I'm encouraging that when you don't know where you're going, distractions look like opportunities. Is this God? Did you watch? Did you pause? Did you pray? Did you read your word? Is you're allowing God to speak to you? For many of us, you know what busyness? Busyness is not God's dream. It's the American dream. I need things. I need stuff. I need to get wealth. I need to have this comparison in my life. I found a verse, Philippians chapter 3, verse 6, 2 through 6. In the message translation, it says, steer clear of barking dogs. The noise. Those religious busy bodies. All bark and no bite. All they're interested in is appearances. And it says this in the next thing. He said, the real believers are the ones the Spirit of God leads to work at his ministry. And this is Avenue Church right here. We fill the air with Christ's praise as we do it. We couldn't carry this off by our own efforts because we know it. We know that we cannot do it alone, but we can do it together. Together, we can make a difference. Together, we were created our purpose and for a purpose, for God's praise and God's glory. So three steps today to remove distractions. Step number one, I'm going to finish. Step number one, we need to stop. We need to stop. 
We need to stop. I'm guilty of this where I'll say, I'm so busy. And I keep running. I'm like that conveyor belt and that chocolate thing. And I'll start removing things as I'm moving along. And God say, no, 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 stop. Just stop. Romans chapter 2 verse 4 says, do you take the kindness of God for granted? Do you see his patience and tolerance as signs that he's a pushover when it comes to sin? He says, of course not. You know what it's all about? How did you not know that his kindness is guiding our hearts? I love that. Not angry, not mean. He's simply saying, you're distracted. You're busy, but I'm going to guide your heart to turn away from distractions. This is so good. Come on, church. Turn away from distractions and habitual sin and to begin to walk a new path. You cannot turn or make changes without first stopping. We got to take a personal audit today, we got to stop the noise. We gotta stop the notifications. We gotta stop Instagram notifications. We gotta stop the calendar and the craziness. We simply have to stop. Gentlemen, I know I love ESPN. I love the ESPN app. I love the CBS Sports app. But I don't need to know who got traded, when and where, and it's all popping up on my phone. I need to remove notifications off my phone. Why? Because we need to embrace the silence. We need to be still and know he is God. But number two, we need to stop the comparison. Listen to me, church. When you lose your why, we lose our way. And sometimes what we're chasing doesn't really matter. And you might be saying, that person's got that, so I need to have that. So I need to get there in order to achieve that. You know, I've had this lifelong personal dream to get that. I believe God's a good God. He gives you good things. But sometimes when you achieve those things, people you've ran over, people you've stepped on, and when you get that thing, you're still unfulfilled. You're still unhappy. So we got to stop. But number two, got to cut. we got to cut. I want to ask you today, what in your life do you need to unplug? What in your life? Do you need to cut? Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, message for translations says, with promises like this to pull us on. And I love that song, right? Breakthrough is coming because of the promises of God. So promises like this pull us on, dear friends. Let us make a clean break with everything that defiles or distracts us. Come on, somebody. Let us take a clean break, cut it off. With anything that defiles or distracts us, both within and without. There are some secret distractions in your life that God is asking you today. Nobody knows about it, but I see it. I'm a God of grace. I'm a God of mercy. I want more for your life. But you've got to break away that secret distraction. From within and without. What distractions do you need to remove from your life? Here's what I realized. It's not just always sin. But there's trade-offs that begin to take place in our life. Then when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. So if you're saying yes, I'm going to do that, but then you're saying no to something you could be doing. And so for many of us, we need to realize there are trade-offs in our life. I heard this this week by C.S. Lewis. He said, your kids are not a distraction for more important work. They're the most important work. Can I say that again? Your kids are not a distraction from important work. They're the most important work. But I want to hear you. I want to challenge you today as your pastor. I love sports. I love activities. I love doing things with my son. He's in the front row. Yesterday they had their final soccer game. They're second place in the entire league. Come on, somebody. Kick some tail. Woo! They had an amazing coach. 
an amazing assistant coach too. Come on, somebody. What's up, team moms right here in the front row? I love sports. I love activities. But I want to encourage you. I understand something once a month. I understand something once a quarter. I understand that if it takes place on Sunday. But if we say yes to something on Sunday, we're teaching our kids to say no to something extremely important. Extremely important. That what you say yes now teaches them to say no to the best thing later. And I'm encouraging you today. Be it. I'm encouraging you today. What are we saying yes to that we're teaching them to say no to? Because oftentimes when we run out of time, when we get busy, the first thing we cut is church. And here's what church is. You might be saying, oh, because you're a pastor. Well, yeah, I really like it when you're here. But can I tell you as a father, as a husband, that when we cut church, we're cutting community. When we cut church, we're cutting that lifeline that we get once a week to do life together, to praise God together in community. I want to welcome our online audience. I'm so grateful you're here. People there are people in hospitals. There are people that cannot get here that are watching us online. But I encourage you, church, there's something that is powerful when we do things together, together in one accord. God begins to do something amazing that the birds of the air cannot snatch it from us. But what we're saying yes to because it helps us to say no to something else. See, if you say yes to social media, if you're in the bathroom for like 20 minutes, I know what you're doing. Come on, somebody. If you say yes to social media, you're saying no to family. You're saying no to community. You're saying no to this or that. And you might say, Pastor, what's the big deal? What if, what if I waste two hours a day on social media? A study just came out that if you, if you spend time if you spend two hours a day on social media, it's going to all add up to seven years of scrolling. You hear that? Seven years of Facebook. Seven years of food on Instagram. No! Your life is too valuable. Your calling is too great. Your God is too good for us to be wasting seven years not making a difference. I'm guilty of this because I'm going, no. I have a little app on my phone because Apple's amazing. Come on, somebody. And at the, uh, on that app, I could say, I only want to spend an hour on Instagram. You know that sucker popped up yesterday? Boop, you spend an hour on Instagram. No, that devil's a liar. I did not. I left it open. Something happened. <laughs> the enemy wants to snatch purpose from your life. And number three, worship team, come on up. Number three is we need to act. Instead of being distracted, we need to act. James chapter 1, verse 25 says, However, it is possible to open your eyes to take in the beautiful, perfect truth found in God's law of liberty. That's the Bible. God will open up our eyes, give us crystal clear focus and clarity, and so we can live by the word of God. And if we live by the word of God, if we pursue the path, and actually do what God has commanded us, then you avoid many distractions. I love this. You know what distractions do? They'll lead to amnesia of all true things. But if we avoid the amnesia, we begin to be blessed in all things. I'm encouraging you today. Will you begin to make a difference? Because here's what my belief is. All of us are going, wow, I didn't realize how distracted I was. I didn't realize how busy I really was. And so I encourage you today, 
Maybe it's time for you today to go to growth track. Step three and four. See, today I'm going to give you a little secret, all right? If you go to growth track steps three and four today, and it's your first step, we're going to put you on the A team. Come on, somebody. Because we want you to make a difference. Maybe you're here today. You're saying, I'm, I'm ready to lead a small group. I can lead a small group doing whatever. I can do that for five weeks. That sounds easy. I can do that. Maybe you're going to join a small group this summer. Maybe every time I say small groups, you're thinking, oh, no, it's going to be weird. i got to go to somebody's house. It's going to be creepy. i got to go to some Starbucks and look for the person. It's going to be horrible. But maybe it's time for you to take that step. Maybe you're here today and you're ready for new life. Maybe you're tired of distractions, tired of birds snatching things from your mind, from your life. And maybe your next step today is to put a hand up, put it right back down and say, I want to accept Jesus Christ into my life. Why? Because you're too valuable. And your calling is too great. And your God is too good for you to be distracted by things that do not matter. I'm going to give you a little distraction challenge. I'm going to try to do this every single week. But in order to act, I'm going to give you some challenges. Put it up on the screen real quick. Here's some distraction challenges for this week. I want you to have a phone-free family dinner every night this week. A phone-free family dinner in the evenings. I love that. Do old school. Get a basket, all right? Hey, some of the teenagers really hate me right now. I'm your pastor. You understand? I want you to get a basket. Put this phone in that basket. You know what's funny? As parents, we're like, not bones, not bones. They're all sitting around, not bones. Give me your stuff. All of a sudden, yours buzzes. Hold on. I'm a parent. I'm busy. I got stuff to do, you know. I encourage you. Have a phone-free family dinner. You're like, family dinner, what's that? It's where you put food on a table and you sit around. And you look at each other. But have a family-free evening. I encourage you, number two, to have scriptural over digital in the mornings. For many of us, the enemy gets us right when we wake up. The first fruits is Facebook and Instagram. When we roll out of bed and we go, oh, thank you, God. Okay, let me see here. What's going on? Oh, I'm guilty of this as well. Get out of Facebook and put your face in the book. Come on, somebody. My, my, uh, my single comes out next week, okay? Maybe that's really hard for you. I encourage you, delete the app. Delete Facebook and Instagram. Now, listen, we're not like, like hermits, all right? Like, 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 we're not weird like that, okay? Like, I understand. Like, please go on Facebook and say, I'm going to Avenue Church. That really helps me out, okay? I love my church. Please do that. It's great. You know why? I love, I love the Facebook check-in option because when you do that, the entire city gets to see where you call home. They get to see a life-giving place to know God, to find freedom, to discover their purpose, and to make a difference. But maybe you need to delete the app. Delete Facebook and Instagram. Because when you open your phone, you say, hey, can I see that picture of the family? You open it up and go to Facebook. No, that's not in my Facebook. But here's my challenge to you. Delete Facebook and Instagram. And when you want to use it, go to the App Store. Download it. Log in. Scroll for a little bit. When you're done, delete it. A couple hours go by. When you want to see how everyone's doing, go to the App Store. Download it. Log in. Scroll a little bit. Delete it. You know what's going to happen? I need to check Facebook. It's not even worth it. I don't want to go to the App Store. I don't want to log in. I don't even know my login, you know? <laughs> and you begin to realize that you were distracted. You've been snatched. No technology. Here's the last one. No, te no technology in the car for short trips. My son's in the front row. Come on, somebody. 
Because here's what happens. We get in the car and go, go to the grocery store. We hop in and go, whoop. Here's the phone. Here's Netflix. Here's whatever it is. I encourage you, if it's a long trip, if you're going to North Las Vegas, give them the phone. No, I'm kidding. But I got to tell you, it's pretty quiet in this room. Because this is the list that's my challenge for me. I'm challenging myself today. And here's what I'm so grateful for. I'm going to land this plane now. I'm so grateful that Jesus Christ was never distracted from his purpose. But John chapter 3, verse 16 said, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that we shall not perish, so we could have everlasting life. I am so grateful that when Jesus was on this earth, he had crystal clear purpose, crystal clear clarity. He said, you know what? I need to die on a cross for the redemption of their sin. I need to pay the penalty. I need to pay the price because I love them. But you know what? The enemy tried to distract him during his temptation. The enemy said, Jesus, listen, look over all this land. You can be the ruler over it all. Did you know even a good friend named Peter told Jesus, Jesus, no, don't die on a cross. Stay here with me. I'll cut anybody who tries to take you. And Jesus said, no, Peter, no. He said, get behind me, Satan. Why? He had crystal clear focus. When the enemy said, don't do it, why don't you be ruler, you be king? Jesus said, no, because they're too valuable, because their calling is too great, and I am too good for them to be distracted by things that do not matter. God has created you on purpose and for a purpose. And so today, it's time for us to stop. Today, it's time for us to cut. Today, it's time for us to act. Because John 10.10, 10, it says this, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life, and you may have life to the fullest. Listen to me, church. God wants you to have a full life. God wants you to have a clear and focused life. Not busy, not distracted, not pulling from all different limbs. God wants you to have a clear and focused life. God wants you to live on purpose and for a purpose. God wants you to make a difference for His praise and His glory. We you guys stand with me, please, and give God an ovation of praise? Say, God, thank you so much. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you that you're such a good God. I want to pray with you today. Every head bow, every eye closed. And maybe you're here today. And you're saying, Pastor, I'm so tired. I am sick and tired of my time being stolen from me. I'm so sick and tired of my identity being taken from me. I'm so tired of my purpose being snatched from my life. I've been chasing things that do not matter. I've been distracted by things that do not matter. But I'm ready today, Pastor. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, I need to give my life to Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you said, you know, I realize I've been living for me and not for him. I need to give my life back to Jesus. Whatever head bowed, every eye closed, I would love to lead you in a prayer today. And maybe you're here today, you say, you know, I, I have decided 
to follow Jesus. I want the crystal clear clarity in my life. I want the wisdom of God. I want the intimacy with God. And I want creativity with Jesus Christ. I want to know God so I can find freedom, discover my purpose, so I can truly make a difference. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. But every head bowed, every eye closed. If that is you, I want you to put a hand up, put it right back down. Yes. Anyone else? Up. Yes. Up. Right back down. Say, Pastor, will you pray with me? Will you lead me in a prayer today so I can accept Jesus into my life? Anyone else? Up and right back down just so I can see it. Yes. Anyone else? Up and right back down. Come on. Give God a shout for that. It's amazing. Amazing. Today it's time for us to stop. It's time for us to cut. It's time for us to act. Everybody, everybody, eye closed. Pray this prayer out loud because we don't pray alone. Say, Jesus, I need you. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. Say, thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I receive your forgiveness. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, be number one. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. So Jesus, today, I now know who I am. Say it loud. Say, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Everybody shout it. Come on, give God a praise. Give him a shout today. Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc.